Down in Tampa, they're still calling for cloudy skies, but the lights will be bright at the convention. There'll be established electoral stars and some new blood at the Republican National Convention. And here on The Takeaway, in a moment, we'll be speaking with Kentucky Senator Rand Paul about the divisions in the GOP and what has happened to the delegates for his father, candidate Ron Paul. But it's a a local storyline that will be showcased on this night of the Republican National Convention. New Jersey's Governor Chris Christie, of course, will try to set the tone for the GOP convention in the big primetime keynote slot. But there's also a place tonight right before him for Cher Valenzuela, who is running for lieutenant governor in the state of Delaware. Cher and her husband Eli started a moonlight upholstery business in their garage to raise extra money to support their autistic son. But 15 years later, First State Manufacturing employs nearly 70 people in Delaware and turns an annual profit in the millions It's one story you're going to hear tonight. We'll get a preview from Cher herself, who joins us this morning from Tampa, Florida. Cher, thanks so much for being on The Takeaway. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Now, uh, you've told this story quite a lot. How will you tell this story for what might be a real national audience tonight differently than you've told it to the local groups that I suspect you have to go to on a daily basis uh, to run for lieutenant governor in Delaware? Right. I think I'll just be underscoring the the uh, limitlessness that is embodied in our story and, and in the stories of others that are, are like us. You know, there's just no uh, reason to take on um, the limitations that others give to you and, and make them your own. So we're an example of that, and I believe we're an example of what others can do as well. I just see myself as, you know, an ordinary mom who didn't accept... Um, what the experts said about her son, and uh, we knew that we needed to have extra resources for that and did what we could do, and that, in an unlimited environment, allowed us to uh, accomplish this for our family. And uh, no outsourcing going on over there at First State Manufacturing, right? Your Inter- employees are all uh, U.S., Delaware-based, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We are, we're very much about creating uh, Delaware jobs. And how have you managed to grow? Um, one step at a time. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, I like the way you started by saying the moonlight business because it really, that puts it in perspective. When we were starting, it was all night, you know, all night long to do whatever it took. We always had this theory um, that if we could just provide uh, some extra, we call it an our then some principle, um, we would be able to get the next job and the next job and and just uh, allow ourselves to make our, our our products and services known, we could keep our foot in that door. And so what we used to do, though, is at the beginning and, and to a point, we, we continue to do that to pay, based on what was, what's in front of us, but we have what we call beat the streets mode, and that just means finding the next job, finding the next opportunity, doing our homework, uh, meeting with people, trying to satisfy requirements or create solutions for customers. So um, I'm sure we're just like any other business in that way. We do whatever we need to um, every every minute of every day. Well, congratulations on your success. I suspect the credit cards aren't maxed out anymore and you're not uh, looking uh, week to week, month to month. Uh, you know, it's we're blessed. We're blessed because we have uh, been able to grow successfully. But you never stop planning. When you're growing, um, I guess it's a different a different story at different levels of growth. But when we've got 75 people that we're responsible for, um, it's never, never far from our mind. 
so, that that's really what we need to take care of. So how many people, share come up and have to comment on what you're going to wear, what you're going to say, what's in your text, uh, can we see it before we, you know, that sort of thing? Not a lot of spontaneity at a convention. You know what? I'm amazed at the uh, generosity of of the spirit here. From at the beginning, I was expecting similar to what you would say, um, some some highly controlled atmosphere. But when I began working with the folks over here uh, to to craft what I was going to say tonight, they said, "Just tell us who you are. Tell us what you believe." Uh, tell us about yourself and your story. I guess they had heard a little bit about it, but they wanted it in my own words. And then they said, we'll send it back to you and, and you know, get the tempo right and that sort of thing. And if you don't like it, we'll send, just send it back and we'll start over. So there's been a great deal of liberty um, here in terms of, of what my, my comments are all about. And even since I've been here working with the folks to talk about what felt natural or what didn't feel natural uh, in terms of um, just, you know, all of the words that are coming out of my mouth. You know, they fit my mouth. They're my story. So I've, I've, I've been amazed at that, really. Mm. And I've heard other people talking about that, too. Do you worry sometimes that uh, the Republican Party of 2012 is cast as a pretty angry party? Because you don't seem like an angry person. I don't really see any angry people. <laughs> I guess I'm. Uh, I, I see, you know, sometimes some very uh, unsatisfied people. I see some people that are intent on change. Um, I know that I I line up with that, and that's why I'm running for office. But as far as an overall party, I see this. You look at all the things that have happened in this um, convention, for instance, all the displaced schedules and this sort of thing. No one has. Um, done anything but be accommodating and upbeat and enthusiastic. I think we just know that we're, we've got uh, our sleeves rolled up and we're moving forward and, and we have a positive attitude about it. And uh, did anyone say to you, uh, don't upstage Chris Christie? He's the <laughs> governor of New Jersey. <laughs> He's hard to upstage, isn't he? Yeah. I think that he, he casts a big shadow. So I don't think there'll be any problem with that. I think he'll, he'll occupy his space quite well. Occupy space quite well. That's very well said. Um, let me just say, uh, in conclusion, what would your son think of you uh, up there on the podium? I suspect he's going to be watching. Oh, he's very proud. He's very proud. He, he always is aware. He's, he calls it politicking, but he's very proud of what we're doing. And, and he really understands the stake in the outcome. So he's quite involved in uh, watching the news and, and uh as a citizen, you know, his voting uh, obligations, he looks at them very seriously. So I think we've got an outstanding citizen in the making in that young man. All right. Well, she's uh, running for lieutenant governor in the state of Delaware. She's going to be addressing the Republican National Convention tonight. She's a small business owner of an upholstery business called First State Manufacturing, which employs, by her account, 75 people and turns annual profit in the millions. Her story will be on the podium tonight at the Republican National Convention. Uh, Cher Valenzuela, thanks so much. Thank you. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.